Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into the Monday, April 17th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned Full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Winnick for his lead, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us, and we're happy to be back on the airwaves for the sports mix this week after a week down in the Myrtle Beach area for the Mingo Bay Classic. And, guys, uh, an interesting week it was down there. Yeah, it was uh, you know, a good week in terms of the team's got a lot of different um, looks at some different type of teams, except for, of course, on Saturday – you know, unfortunately, Washington ends up having to play Martinsburg, which leads to like, you know, kind of a, a weird feeling down there at the beach when you go all the way down there and you'd like to get to see some teams that you don't normally get to see instead of a conference game. But besides that, you know, there there were some positive games down there uh, and there were some you know tough losses. But overall, the EPAC was pretty competitive, at least, you know, they weren't going out there and losing, you know, getting run ruled. Uh, you know, every game or anything like that. So, um, you know, we saw a lot of good performances. Jefferson, I thought, was impressive. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get their their game, but uh, their games. But I mean, they were an impressive team. Um, you know, Hedgesville was impressive in their games, and uh, Martinsburg battled, had some tough losses. Washington had a good win over Martinsburg and a good win uh, against Waccamaw. So, um. Overall, I think the EPAC showed, you know, that they're they're going to be competitive and it's going to be a really good conference, as we already kind of knew. But to see them go up against teams that they're not going to see again um, is always interesting. And uh, I think they showed the, the talent that this area has. Yeah, and we uh, even though we didn't get to see it, there was a milestone that was achieved down during the Mingo Bay Classic. On day one. Jefferson on day one, and that was John Lowry Sr.'s 1400th career win so congratulations to him and the entire program at jefferson as they went two and one during their time in the mango bay classic and that one loss was to they went high three point, and one three and one my apologies thank you and that one loss was to high point and it was a close game and a game against the eventual champion of the entire mango bay classic uh week two for bracket a so it was something for them to be proud of and we got to see martinsburg play uh even though they didn't have the win-loss record that they probably wanted they got to play some pretty talented teams and learn some things about their program to hopefully fix for the rest of the season washington i thought did well too and there's nothing that any team really could i guess be fully disappointed in but know that there's turning points that need to be made if they want to be the ones to come out of this very tough region. Yeah, and uh, you know, Friday being rained out, kind of a debacle. Talked with uh, yeah, that- Wacomall's head coach on Saturday, and he said, heck, we could have played by noon on Friday here as the, the outfield drains great, the infield was covered, and you know, it's you know, hearing from different things, it could have been a monetary reason as, you know, umpires and things like that. There could have been a number of reasons 
or just you know not wanting to shred the fields up if anything even though they were they were you know nice and and well manicured and, and things like that but you know friday gets rained out uh jefferson or excuse me hedgesville only committed to being there through friday so they didn't play on saturday so only three epac teams saw action on saturday and you know it was a weird epac matchup at the beach between washington and martinsburg um it was a 6-4 victory for washington they finished up there down there at two and two they're now seven and ten on the season. The Bulldogs finished down there at one and three, and now ten and seven on the season. What's even weirder is they both play tomorrow night. Yeah, that's definitely weird, and um, it gives you a little bit of a preview. Though I thought Cam Gill was excellent in that game, yes. um, which gives Washington another you know guy that's now starting to turn things on there for them on the pitching mound and uh, be a real solid asset to this team. But back to Coach Lowry for a second, since I think we should give it a little bit more attention. I know we gave a lot of attention to it on the on the broadcast, but just doing some quick math here. I mean, if he averaged, I believe this is his 53rd season, correct? Yeah. Coaching. So if he averaged 20 wins a season, that's just 1,060 wins. So he's averaged more than 20 wins a season, and that's most teams' goal is to get to at least 20 out of like the 30 games they play. So it's just, you know, Well, they're also at one point – they're also, I remember back in the day, we were talking about this last year when we were talking about Hudson Clement's uh, single-season steals record in Martinsburg. They used to be able to play as many games as they wanted. Right. So you don't know how many games they played back in the you know the 80s or 90s or so. I don't know, whenever they put in that 32 before that. I mean, they could right. have played upwards of 40 games a season. But still, I mean. And won 30 of them. So, I mean, they do have the most state tournament or state championships in AAA. So, yeah. You add yeah. those games down there every year, they add up. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it just a, you know, a great achievement for Coach Lowry and the Jefferson program. And Jefferson's now starting to look like the team we expected them to be. Uh, they seem to be playing really good baseball. So excited to see them tomorrow night against Hedgesville and what's a big uh, EPAC game. Yeah, it is going to be a big EPAC game. Looking back to their 11-1 run rule victory over McClancy out of New York on Saturday, Caleb Fletcher pitched a gem on the mound. He gave up one hit, one run, while striking out 11 over six innings. The Cougars, they were 3-1 and one in the tournament. Now they're 10-4 and four on the season. They take they traveled to take on Berkeley Springs tonight, but uh, you know Caleb Fletcher really coming into his own over there at Jefferson. Yeah, they're playing great baseball, and just like Nick just said, they're finally looking like a – uh, John Lowry senior coach team it's a team that was struggling at first and you didn't really know where they were going to sit in the EPAC but you knew all along that you could never count them out because of just the historic and tradition that they have in that program and in its entirety for the past 53 years led by John Lowry senior or technically 51 as it was Jefferson High School only for 51 of those 53 seasons that he's been the coach but they're a team that you can never count out. And, again, as Nick said, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game between Hedgesville and Jefferson because those two teams, I feel like, are fighting to put themselves in that second spot of the voting when it comes down to it towards the end of the year. Yeah, and uh, didn't talk much about it for Saturday's games. Obviously mentioned they didn't, they weren't there. Hedgesville didn't get a fourth game in. They finished up the tournament at 3-0. and pretty, Three pretty impressive games uh, in their own rights. Yeah, I mean, Hedgesville has, you know, three big-time starters that uh, they've pretty much been able to rely on to, you know, keep the other team's offense in check, and that being Tanner Matthew, uh, Jackson Rest, and Lane Water, And those guys did their thing in those three games um, down there at the Mingo Bay Classic. And 
big uh, week for them. In though, game one, they were able to only throw you know fifty something pitches for Jackson, so they got in some of their relievers, and those guys picked up where he left off. So um, it's certainly a you know an impressive Hedgesville team. Um, they seem to be playing really good baseball, like we said all year. Uh, them and Musselman seem to have the most depth, you know. So who maybe emerges? Can Jefferson? overtake one of those two teams for the second spot in the overall rankings even though they're probably going to be the number one team in their section so that's all that really matters but you you want to have a good overall ranking too and um i'm i'm intrigued to see you know how it plays out i think if basketball or if baseball was like basketball you know we could send uh some more teams down to the state tournament i think it would be really interesting to see hedgesville and musselman get a a potential opportunity if they end up being the team that makes it out because as we know you know martinsburg's well coached they're gonna continue to be right there with those teams and spring mills uh has beaten musselman so i mean you never really know what will happen um when we get to the sectional tournament but i think if uh the epac could send two teams down that'd be really fun to see and of course jefferson still has a shot to be that team at the end of the day that wins the region. So, um, you know, I'm really just excited. But I think overall, you know, Hedgesville, like I said, I think they're one of the best teams in the area, one of the best teams in the state. And, uh, you know, they have that big three on the mound that gives you a lot of great performances, and they did that down there at Domingo Bay as well. They did. It's a big week for them, though. They'll take on Jefferson tomorrow. That game we'll have for you on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube Pre-game coverage will begin at 6.40 with first pitch at 7 p.m. Then Thursday, they'll take on Washington at Washington. Then Friday, they'll take on Musselman at Musselman. And then they'll host the Loudoun County Captains out of Virginia on Saturday for a 3 p.m. contest. But a big week, EPAC-wise, three big games this week. Yeah, Washington, you know, they have been good at times this year. Uh, Obviously, they knocked off Martinsburg. Uh, last week so or on saturday i should say so um you know that's going to be a very tough one uh we already know of course tomorrow's game is big against jefferson and musselman i mean that's for the, the county right now or for, for the section yeah, for the section so i mean three huge games and three uh good opponents but like we just said you know hedgesville has that big three so they can throw all three of them in whatever combination they want to do tanner matthew did great against jefferson you could go with him again tomorrow. We're expecting Ruess. That would make a lot of sense. Um, but you could go with Matthew again since he already did great against the Cougars, or maybe you give him that different look in Jackson Ruess and then maybe throw Matthew against Washington and most likely Lane DeWater against Musselman on Friday would be our ex- expectation there. But uh, they could throw any sort of combination because those guys have enough rest at this point uh, since their last game on Thursday. Uh, to go out there and you know pitch and throw a great game yeah we talked a little bit about muscleman here they beat hampshire back up in west virginia on friday nine to one they now sit at 17 and four over 21 games played they only have 11 games remaining but uh, in that game the guy that we talked about right before the show that we said we haven't really talked about him much uh in that muscleman staff we talked about dylan stevens we talked about trevor Bohr. uh we talk you know we talk about those and jason myers we haven't really talked much about Aiden Seitz and how impressive he's been so far this season. Aiden Seitz struck out 10 over five and a third innings on Friday night to get the victory, to help get the big victory for them. Uh, that's, a, that's a big win. And it's, uh, 
you know, for them to get back on track after that loss. But for Aiden Seitz, he's been phenomenal this season. Yeah, I got his numbers pulled up here. And when you look at the numbers, he's been their ace, which is kind of crazy to think about when how good that staff is. But uh, now some of that may have to do with who, who he's pitching against. But overall, he's just been dominant out there. 0.887 earned run average, 39 strikeouts on the year. And uh, just three earned runs on the season, only 11 walks, 12 hits given up. So, you know, Seitz has been excellent, and really their whole staff has been uh, as a team. Jeff, or I'm sorry, Musselman only has, what, like a 2.453 earned run average. So, I mean, they've been a great staff. Uh, the highest on the team in terms of guys that actually get significant innings is Rutherford, and his is only a 4.6. So, I mean – that's not too bad for, you know, a four-fifth guy in the rotation. Yeah. So uh, this has been a really impressive Mossman team. They obviously have the most pitching, like we've said. Uh, just in terms of guys they've thrown this year, they've used the most guys by far in the EPAC. So, um, you know, it's a talented group. And, and Seitz has so far been the leader. We certainly should, you know, talk about that because Aiden has been great out there on the mound. And, uh Musselman's definitely had a really good week like we expected. This team started 0-3, but since then they've been pretty dominant and pretty much unbeatable. Yeah, they have. Yeah, and, they've uh, been 17-1. Yeah, 17-1. Yeah, so. uh, let's talk a little Spring Mills. They were at a mixer at Hurricane High School Friday and Saturday. Unfortunately, Friday's game got canceled due to weather against Greenbrier East, but they uh, fell in a doubleheader on Saturday. 3 nothing to Hurricane and 4 nothing to John Marshall. Uh, they now sit at four and eleven, and they have a tough university team today before going to Kaiser tomorrow. Yeah, you just want to see them continue to build the program. They've still struggled this year, even though they have more wins than they did last year. But it still seems like they are a few years away from really competing in this area as uh, they want to. They're still doing better. Obviously, we got to see them beat Musselman, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the area, even though that was early on in the year. It's something that you can still claim to do and know that you are capable of doing at any point in the season. It always comes down to pitching for your team that given night and how well they perform. But this team, I I still feel like as a whole in the way that the sectional was played out with the double elimination isn't going to be the team coming out just yet but hopefully this week they can still in the non-conference games uh span some wins together yeah that'll one be thing more. that does show that spring mills has been i guess even though their their record still isn't great um the fact that when they have left the epac they've been very competitive in the games the games yeah. have all been close so i mean that's starting to show that they are getting closer to that point, but, I mean, they were shut out twice on Saturday, so that's disappointing. Um, they just are not quite there, but they have made improvements, and I think that's a good thing to see. But uh, in their non-EPAC games, you know, they, they've they had some close games, and they even have a big win over Musselman, even though it was early in the year. So um, this is a team that's a lot better than they were last year and still someone you don't want to overlook, depending on who's on the mound. Uh, but a team that... Obviously, like Colin said, you know, still probably a year or two away from being uh, one of those teams that you say could realistically come out of the region or the section. 
Yeah, they could here. Before we hit the break, though, we want to shout out a Jefferson High School football player as yesterday makes his announcement official via Twitter. Uh, quote, I'm excited to announce that I'm verbally committing to play f- to play at WVU football and would like to thank my friends, family, and all of my supporters who helped me get to this point. Hashtag take me home 24. He becomes the second player to commit to West Virginia's class of 2024. And uh, we knew he had the offer, I believe it was back the second week of January. Let me double check here. Spencer, I'm not trying to be mean, but you should probably say who that person is. I am Keyshawn Robinson. Thank you. got his he got his second Division One scholarship offer back on January 15th. Keyshawn Robinson uh, now going going to head to West Virginia with a scholarship. Uh, huge in the 2024 class. Looking back at his last two seasons, he had 55 catches for 964 yards and 10 touchdowns. He helped Jefferson reach the quarterfinal round last on both years. Uh, and uh, very, very also a great defensive players, a cornerback as well, but looking like he's going to play wide receiver for the Mountaineers here in a couple seasons. Uh, but a uh, huge commitment coming here from the Eastern Panhandle to the Mountaineers yesterday. Yeah, you always love to see when in-state talent goes to the in-state school, right? Being WVU, even though, yes, Marshall does exist. Out of the two options, the school that kids, at least around here, always dream of, and you'll hear them say it as well, is WVU so great for him going and hopefully he has a great career there Uh, we know at Jefferson he's had a great career so far on the football field on the track Uh, whatever he does he's one of the premier athletes yeah and it's uh, nice to see you know a scholarship for uh, Eastern Panhandle Mm -hmm. athlete going to WVU for football because they've been lacking in that uh, category of getting those you know full ride scholarship offers uh but Keyshawn obviously is, you know, I think that next level type of athlete when you look at his track numbers, his speed on the field, and the fact that um, he's produced this well as only being heading into his senior season. So uh, you know, the early commitment comes now. It's a verbal commitment, um, which is something to note. Yes. Uh, but definitely excited for Keyshawn and, uh, you know, a great player and hopefully – you know, he has great success if it is at WVU or wherever he does continue, since it is only a verbal commit. But yeah, I mean, right now, only verbal commit for WVU. Yeah, you can only verbal commit. You can't sign until right, yeah. the signing day, uh, which would take place potentially the end of this calendar year. Uh, but a he's lot got of, a lot of offers out. Yeah, there, he so does. You never well, know. He may. One his mind. does he have? He does have a lot of offers out there. Probably could technically well mm-hmm. uh, but and we don't know what coach brown's future is. i was about to say you don't know how this next season will happen at wvu and we but know with him being an in-state yes. guy i expect him to go to wvu that makes a lot of sense it does make a lot of sense but that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford ken parsons ford in martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more we are indeed back in town after being the mingo bay classic last week we'll step aside for a two-minute break when we come back We'll talk a little college, a little Shepherd action as they were in action on Saturday for their spring game. One player didn't get to participate, but according to Kaz of the Journal, he's going to move positions. We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll go to the Rams' potential in the NFL draft and the Commanders making a deal for to clo- potentially close a deal on the team after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix. Talk right at WRNR TV 10. Four.
four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay, or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Hey, Crescia Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV. Ted Collin trying to give my car wash It away. was Nick's idea, not mine, okay? Shouldn't be taking calls while you're on the air. Yeah. I wasn't taking a call. We were off the air. I was checking my voicemail. I had an inconvenience to place a car wash of business in this town, city, over the weekend and uh, called and complained, and uh, now I'm getting a free car wash out of it. Hopefully it is, in fact, the $17 premium deluxe package i paid for if not i'll call why'd you pay 17 dollars for a car wash because i wanted the bug begone stuff off the front of my car from driving the highway trust me i only get my car washed like once a year colin i wanted to treat my car this isn't a talk show it's a sports talk show i just got a free one i know but i kind of want to get on you just go and you just complain our car wash is too expensive they might be really worth but that's the first car wash that i've gotten since like the second month of my car when when you put it that way it kind of does make sense to i guess do the 17 dollar one once a year will that really work is my question i've done it and it, it didn't work for my car all right, I'm let's talk Shepherd football. That. Their spring game was over the weekend. Uh, we did learn a few things over the last couple of weeks about the Shepherd Rams uh, football program. Uh, one, namely, is Ryan Beach has retired from football. He's no longer on. 
And uh, that's big because he was one of your leading receivers over the last couple of years, a great slot receiver for you. He is no longer playing college football. Um, And then we learned uh, this morning, I guess yesterday, via Kaz from the Journal, we weren't able to be at the spring game, obviously, because uh, we were still down in Myrtle Beach. We were driving back. We were driving back during it, yes. Uh, But uh, looks like uh, Malachi Brown, who was injured last year right before the season, uh, he was out the whole year. He is making a move this year, guys. Positional move. Yeah, Malachi Brown is going to move from uh, wide receiver to running back, which is definitely you know an interesting transition. I mean, Malachi won the Moss Award uh, while playing at Hedgesville before, of course, transferring to Martinsburg and finishing out his high school career here in the state. So, um, you know, really talented wide receiver. They had thought that maybe he would be their wide receiver one heading into last year before, unfortunately, breaking his leg and then, uh, you know, missed the season or at least was going to get, you know, starting reps. I don't know if he would have technically been the leading receiver, but one of the leaders uh, missed the season due to the injury. And now they're going to move him to running back. Now, he did play wing at Hedgesville uh, in their first, I think his freshman and sophomore years, what the article says. Uh, for the Eagles um, when they were still running wing T and before he, of course, would go on to win the Moss Award. So he's played running back type positions before. He played running back in the youth league. Um, so he's familiar with the position, but it's definitely an interesting move here. And that I think part of the reason why is because they only had one running back returning on the roster from last year uh, in, in Russell, so they needed some you know depth. They do have a few recruits coming in at the position, but – at least as of right now, Malachi Brown is the projected RB1 for this team. And, you know, I think it's a good move for Shepard, especially if they believe that he's one of their more explosive and, and talented offensive weapons because they're going to find a way to get him the football as much as possible. And at running back, obviously, you know, it's one of the easiest positions to get the guy the football. Uh, so I think he'll flourish in this offense at, at that position um, because he does have a lot of talent and presuming that, you know, everything's good with his leg, of course, coming off of a you know, significant injury. But, you know, I like I like Malachi Brown's uh, skill set, and I think he'll fit in well. And Shepard obviously lost, you know, some big pieces. And how do they replace Brown to replace pieces? Brown, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but I think Russell's talented, too, so that's a nice little one-two punch. Plus, you got Evan Toole coming in. Right. Figure maybe he's going to see some time with just the running back situation that they have. Uh, but yeah, one, potentially. one thing to note that we learned, I don't know if we talked about it after the pro day, but I did learn um, talking to him off the side on the field was uh, Michael McCook is now a volunteer or assistant coach uh, under head coach Ernie McCook. So Michael McCook's going to coach a little bit of the tight ends and, and uh, you know, running backs maybe a little bit there. And the other thing I was going to note was that. Shepard out of its offensive skill position group wide receiver is still the position where they have the most guys coming back yeah um, they and a lot of guys coming in too. I would say a lot of transfers so, from some D2 wh- schools. when you look at it that way I feel like this move does make yeah the most sense for Brown because of just how much change is going on in the entirety of the football team for this year's team 94 and the fact that not only are you losing 
Ronnie Brown, you're losing. Blake Hartman is another guy that we haven't mentioned yet that we probably should. That was the he is medically retired from football. one-two combo in that running back room. And when you only have Holly, Holly transferring, so only one guy coming back. You need guys that you trust to fill that room. And, yes, you got some guys transferring in. And Evan Tool, one of the guys that probably out of a few are coming in, but that's young guys. If you know that Brown can do this and he's shown you that he can, you got to make the switch and trust him and his explosiveness in this running back room to lead the way for these young guys. Especially because we would expect Shepard to be more run heavy this year. Yes, uh, with whoever ends up being that quarterback, even if it's you know Ezra Bajan and you know he's the the next Bajan, obviously. So there's a lot of hype around Ezra, and, and we know what Ezra can do. But if it's not him, and it's Seth Morgan, who's you know, D1 guy or Edgerton who's uh, been in the program for a while. None of those guys are Tyson, and you're not going to replace Tyson, obviously. So, you know, you're not going to just find another Tyson out of the air, but if you're going to, it might be Ezra. Who knows? But I still think Ezra, realistically, I mean, we've watched Ezra play, and while he's a very talented quarterback, I still think he needs a year or two of development in college before earning the starting job. But who knows? I mean, I'm not out there at the Shepherd spring game or at uh, Shepard practices to know for certain, but it, it makes the most sense that Seth Morgan will probably be the starter. Um, and you're going to need to, you know, probably rely on the run game a little bit to take the pressure off of whoever that quarterback is um, and have that, you know, balanced attack that sometimes was missing in the past because you had the best quarterback in division two college football. So, you know, a lot will change for Shepard. We'll see how, this move works out, but you know, on paper it makes a lot of sense, and I think it, it will work out well for Shepard, especially because they return a lot on the offensive line, which will help that running game. Yeah, really will help that running game. Uh, we'll talk Rams that are no longer Rams that are hopefully draft hopefuls uh, here, as Joey Fisher's name mentioned in an ESPN article of seven prospects who improve their stock, Nick. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting uh, that of all – you know the players in college football and guys that are eligible for the NFL draft and uh ESPN you know chose to include Joey Fisher of just seven guys that are uh noteworthy that have improved their draft stock I think that's you know awesome to see and and they just kind of reiterated what we had mentioned on the show that Joey had the best uh bench press out of anybody uh that would have been at the combine and and clearly was you know a snub and he had you know great 40 times as well as his other times were toward the top as well so um you know that was just cool to see i think and joey fisher's name is now clearly you know well known not only among the nfl uh teams but among the people that you know analyze the draft and look at who's coming up so again i don't know if joey's gonna get drafted but he certainly has done the best he could to put himself in position to get drafted. And I think he'll at least get, you know, an invite to training camp uh, because of how well he's done. And, uh, you know, it's just really cool to see. Yeah. And also ESPN posting another story. Let me see who it's by. There's no byline on this. This is very odd. It's uh 2023 NFL draft, small school prospects you should know about. Uh, this was posted in the last couple of days. Uh, one of those guys, one of those four players that should be known by Blues, those four players, uh, none other than Tyson Bajan. Uh They talk about what he was able to do over his career 
And uh, some quotes from head coach Ernie McCook. I'm presuming those might have been quotes that were pulled from uh, the interviews they did uh, when uh, during the pro day and things like that when ESPN was there, NFL Network. Or, Could be. I, I don't yeah. know. But uh, some good quotes from Coach McCook. And, uh, yeah, so two guys named there. Uh, and Bill Connolly. Do we know who Bill Connolly is? Why is that name ring a bell? I think he's just – is that an ESPN report? ESPN Bill Connolly. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's just like one of their main reporters, maybe yeah. on the website or he does SP plus. So Colin or Dylan would know a lot about SP plus. Uh, but uh, he said, quote, Tyson to me is a once in a lifetime guy. So it's pretty big. It is. And you like seeing the good news out there, the good articles, the national media attention for the small college guys from Shepard and not only Tyson, but Joey as well. And here, even though we haven't yet get to hear the names of Ronnie Brown, Ryan Walker, Solomon Alexander, uh, swirl around as well, even though it's definitely a long shot for those three comparatively to Joey and Tyson, at least in my opinion it is, even though it would be awesome to see all five guys have their name announced at the NFL draft in two weeks. But it's going to be tough for all of them. And, yes, there's good things, but we also know that there's some bad things out there and other news that we uh, were looking at today as well. I believe it was, what, CBS that uh, came out with their full mock draft for the entire NFL, and no, no Shepard Rams were there. So it always depends on who you really trust and what options or people that you weigh more than the others, I guess. Right, and even ESPN, you know, ranking or saying that Joey had improved his draft stock, they still ranked him 292 overall out of the prospects. So that would still be undrafted. So, um, you know, it's it's tough to gauge. And I think anytime you're talking about day three guys, they're either like it's much harder to tell if they're going to be picked than, you know, those first two day guys. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those guys are pretty much locks even if they somehow fall to day three, you know, somebody's probably going to pick them up at some point. Uh, when we were talking about guys that are projected as day three, it's like, yeah, they could go as high as the fourth round or they might go undrafted and maybe not even make a team heading into training camp. They may not even make it out of rookie mini camp because you're talking about so many guys and it's the hardest, it's one of the hardest sports, you know, I mean, all professional sports are hard to make it. So when you're talking about pro sports, though, I mean, it's, it's a very small percentage of people get this opportunity and actually make it into the NFL. Um, but, you know, I think the overall feel that I'm getting is pretty positive for both Joey and Tyson yeah. to get drafted. But then you see, you know, CBS's mock draft doesn't have anybody in there. And that's one person's opinion. Um, so, you know, what does that one person know compared to – what all 32 teams are looking at, but it is an opinion of a quote unquote draft expert. So they're at least on paper going to be talking to these teams about players and, and doing some sort of research on, you know, the thousands of players that are, um, you know, potentially eligible for the draft. I don't know how many are eligible for the draft, but, um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there and only a small percentage make it. So, 
overall i feel okay about their chances but you know it's kind of 50 50 on all these guys when you're talking about day three picks it really is and uh, with that we'll step aside for a two-minute break on the other side of that break we'll talk commanders a little nba playoffs and then i will close the show off talking about uh, nats and o's as well as the capitals as they're looking for a new head man but uh segment brought to you in part by our senior's home store not just appliance store any longer look at it at 360 hackwell's way in martinsburg or online at orsinis.com for more back in two minutes on the this edition of the sports mix hi this is lauren from orsini's right here in martinsburg grilling is not just for the boys we are a platinum traeger dealer carrying the pro series all the way up to the timberline series we have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories rubs sauces not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-4999 today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We were good, we were cold, kind of dream that can't be sold. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix with Nick's picks for songs right here. Flowers. It's a classic now. I guess so. It just came out. I did. I did hear it on one of the baseball fields playlists this last week. It was on one of the playlists. So it is. All right. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Here, let's get in talk some Commanders. As uh, we'll just list off a few items here before. uh, Kind of technically in the area of Commanders news, we saw earlier this about hour and a half or so ago. We got the notification from ESPN. That uh, Jalen Hurts has signed a new $250 million extension uh, worth $179 million guaranteed. What? I'm just confused how that's commanders related. It's NFL NFC East. It's related because I got the – well, it's because I'm going to give you a number here in a minute. That's why it's related. Okay. Um, So he signs a big contract. He's going to be their quarterback for a long time. 
as we thought that he would eventually sign a contract for. Uh, Al Gold, the noted commander's reporter over the last few years, used to work for the Team Station 980 when Snyder owned it. He tweets out about 15, 20 minutes ago, AAVs for NFC's quarterback, quarterback QB1s in terms of new money average. Jalen Hurts, $51 million. Dak Prescott, $40 million. J- Daniel Jones, $40 million. Sam Howell, $1.005 million. The commanders have an opportunity for a massive competitive advantage with their decision if Sam Howell is at least decent. So Big they'll, F. They'll pay a quarterback a 400th or a 50, like, you know, 500. Well, you know, like they'll pay him $1 million compared to paying $50 million. They got him for three more years. So if he's a good quarterback, it's a competitive advantage. Yeah. But that's a big if, like yeah. you just said. And, you know, Sam Howell has only played in one game, so we really yeah. don't know how to read him. I mean, he looks decent, but, yeah. you know, it was one game in the final week of the season, so, you know, it's hard to really tell. Um, but back to Jalen Hurts, which is kind of the, the main story here, um, you know, I think it's a great move because you're paying your you when you're going to pay a big time player, whatever whatever the position is, you know, big time money, you're paying them for what they're going to do. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts has proven all the way back to college that he gets better each and every season. You know, at Alabama, questions about his throwing mechanics, questions about everything. You know, he gets hurt, Tua comes in, he takes over, and he never gets the job back. Transfers to Oklahoma, has a great season at Oklahoma, but there were still question marks about him heading into the draft. Eagles take him in the second round. People thought that was a little bit too early, and he still has continued uh, to get better in the NFL and eventually win the starting job and now get his team all the way to the Super Bowl before coming up just a little bit short against the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. So um, overall, you know, you give Jalen Hurts this big contract, and so far he's projected well to continue to get better. Uh, I think it's a good move for the Eagles and, you know, a guy in Jalen Hurts that I've uh, started to get, you know, quite a good following of, and I think he's a really good player, and I, I enjoy watching him play, even though he is an Eagle, and maybe the teams in Philly, you know, have that bad rub or bad feel about him but um you know i don't i don't care too much about that i think hertz is a is a great player so i'm excited to see him play still and uh and i'm happy that he got that money yeah uh, let's move on here commander sale news as we uh i talked to my news or my sports report last week that uh there's been a conditional agreement an, or excuse me unconditional agreement no strings attached yet on the agreement uh, for the investment group led by uh, Josh Harris, who owns co-owns the 76ers as well as the New Jersey Devils in hockey, um, another D.C. guy in Mitchell Rails, and then Magic Johnson to buy the Commanders for $6.05 billion. Uh, apparently there's a $7 billion cash offer from one Brian Davis. He used to be a Duke basketball player. He went on, he is the owner of Urban Echo Energy LLC, an LED certified developer of renewable energy assets. He's a local DC area guy, went to Bladensburg High School and was a minority owner of the DC United for a while. His bid at $7 billion for the cash offer seems kind of out of nowhere for a team that was bidding around six. 
Yeah, and we don't know how much weight there actually is to that one, but we just know that the sale, by the looks of it, is going to happen, and hopefully, for Washington's sake, will happen soon, and for fans' sake, happens before the draft, so that there's zero chance that Dan Snyder can mess that up again for the commanders, at least in my opinion. But we we know something's there. Part of me thinks it's just waiting for the owner's approval for this $6 billion one out of the uh, group, and I don't know how much weight or truth there is behind the $7 billion deal, and it ultimately looked like it was just waiting to see if Bezos at the last second was going to put in a bid, but he which he announced didn't, he won't. and announced that he won't, as Spencer just said, which then it seemed like kind of sped up the process for the other bid at $6 billion. But then there's still another bid apparently coming uh, from apparently, Canadian billionaire Steve Ostapopoulos, as I figured out how to say that word after, or say his last name after, not being able to for a little bit. But it's very interesting to see. I believe the owners' meetings are coming up here, they say the 22nd, I think. We talked about yeah. this a while ago, that the target date was the 22nd. So we'll find out hopefully this weekend where things no, are. It was May 22nd. No, it was Maybe April. I it's right before that. the draft. Okay. It's the weekend before the draft, before the draft so the twenty second sound right. Yeah, because they do it before the draft. Uh, if there's any other news they need to do, but that'll go in front of like the owners finance committee or something. But uh, that will do it for this segment of the sports mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing. It is May twenty second, May twenty second through the twenty fourth in Minneapolis. No, there's an owners meeting before the draft. The earliest Harris could be voted in would be at the league meetings, May 22nd oh. through the 24th in Minneapolis. I thought they had one before the draft. No, guess I was they already one. had those. Those are the owner meetings. All right, well that will do it for this segment of the sports mix. Shout out to Nick for looking it up there real fast. That'll do it for this segment of the sports mix. Hagerstown Ford revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On their side of this break, we'll wrap things up. We'll talk Nats and O's as well as Capitals looking for a new head man. You're tuning in the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV Ten. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Catch the excitement of the West Virginia high school baseball and softball seasons on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hit it into left field and that'll drop. Coming around is Sifford and 
The ball is going to slow up, and he's going to score, and Martinsburg's going to walk it off and get the win. We have over 25 games scheduled featuring the schools in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Every game will be live right here on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, and our WRNR TV YouTube page. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, 18, 2023. Brought to you by the Mary Scrip and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call them at 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Fresh off a week down at Domingo Bay Classic. Here we'll wrap things up. Uh, the Capitals, they are looking for a new head man after uh, Brian McClellan, GM, and... Uh, Peter Laviolette have agreed to part ways as uh, his contract was up. They would need to renew his contract in order for him to come back next year. Uh, but I think this is a good move because you have an opportunity now to maybe get a developmental kind of coach uh, as you're kind of in a different part of things here, Colin. Yeah, it's a good move. It's been a uh, move that honestly I feel like they should have done sooner, just the way the past few seasons and the lack of success in the postseason that the Capitals have had since winning the Stanley Cup and losing Barry Trotz because they didn't renew his contract. Uh, But that's a different story for a different time. But I'm glad as a fan that they made this move and hope that they find a solid coach for this team. Former Hershey Bears head coach Spencer Carberry is believed to be on the Capitals shortlist as a possible replacement. He is currently an assistant coach with the Maple Leafs. But uh, Lavalette didn't have a a bad tenure as the Caps head coach. One fifteen seventy eight and twenty seven uh, from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty three. Though his winning percentages dropped ever since his first year, that was a six eighty eight win percentage to a now four eighty eight this year. So you know it was a time for a change, that's for sure. And you know one thing I like about the Caps is they're not going to extend things further than they need to be, like. They're not going to extend his contract just because they had a bad year knowing that they had injuries for half the year. There's all these excuses you could have made to re-sign him to another another deal as head coach, but they didn't. They made the right move, and now they're looking for a new head coach uh, with Alex Ovechkin's season dwindling. We are talking about this in the car the other day. T.J. Oshie's season's dwindling as he's up there in age. Uh, I, I think that you know, this is a team that you're going to see rebuilt over the next few years with a few things with Ovechkin and Backstrom probably being the two prominent guys that are still there along with John Carlson. But nonetheless, let's talk uh, baseball here as we've got about two minutes left in the show. Uh, the cap, the Nationals, excuse me, finished up a one for three or one. They went one and two in the series this weekend against the Guardians. They got a good win yesterday, come back fashion after a rain delay. Uh, but now they have a day off today before they face the Orioles tomorrow. The Orioles, so it's a battle of Spencer versus Colin and Nick. In, it's the Battle of the Beltway. Yeah, and the O's had a good win yesterday. Came back uh, after a rain delay too, just like the Nationals. Yep, but they were in Chicago. Yeah, the O's uh, sit on the season. Nats are at six, five, and eleven. Yeah, started down four nothing. You know, people were saying, "Oh, Grayson Rodriguez needs to be sent down. He can't handle the MLB." He comes out <laughs> eight strikeouts after that, shuts down the White Sox. That has come back to win the game. So. Exciting win yesterday. Uh, seems like they're starting to maybe pick up again and 
Hopefully they can beat the Nationals, right? Because the Nationals are terrible. Whoa, don't give me that on here. They're terrible. You can't say a team's terrible when we air them on the radio. I mean, we can. We can't do that. can't do that. It's the truth. The truth hurts. They're the second worst team in baseball when you look at the record. We'll have the... uh, Wizards are terrible, We'll potentially have the the ending of the game tomorrow uh, after the end of the (laughs) Jefferson... What? Just messing with The Jefferson Hedgesville game? <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you tomorrow as uh, we begin the week of EPAC baseball and softball. Tomorrow we'll have Jefferson at Hedgesville. We'll have Martinsburg at Jefferson softball on Thursday. And on Friday we'll have Martinsburg hosting Spring Mills and baseball. And then Saturday Martinsburg hosts Grace Christian Academy. That's our broadcast schedule for the week. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Nick, Colin, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, local weather, and local sports. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Bowling Waters.